Hey fam, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis, and boy do we have an episode for you today, fam. I am coming to you out of my maternity leave. I am breaking my quick little hiatus here to cover this episode because so much shit went down with Electric Zoo this year that I just really wanted to unpack everything and talk about it because I genuinely do not remember a music festival fail or flop, fuck up, whatever you want to call it, uh, of this magnitude in a very long time or that I can even recall. And I just think it's really unacceptable. I think fans were treated really poorly and there's just so many things and chains of events that happened that I really just wanted to give my two cents and talk about it with you guys. Um, There may also be a lot of new people to the podcast, so welcome if you're new here. Um, I know my page on social media has changed a lot um, since I gave birth a month ago. And like I said, right now I'm kind of in between seasons and was taking a break to take care of my newborn um, but I just really wanted to do this episode so if you are new here welcome we cover all things music festival related tips advice reviews interviews artist interviews all good stuff Um, and like I said season six will be back hopefully this fall if not winter but with that being said I want to dive into what happened with Electric Zoo this year Um, I personally did not attend Like I mentioned, I just had a baby, so I was at home, but I have friends who were working the festival. I have friends who attended, people who flew in from out of state to do this event, and there's just so much to unpack. I've attended Electric Zoo three times in the past, so I went in 2016, 2017, and 2019, which obviously was very different. Like Music festivals in general have evolved so much since then, so it's been a minute since I've attended Electric Zoo, and a lot has changed with the organization itself. Um, So we're going to talk about all of that. But there was, I want to preface this by saying there was a lot of hype for this year. The festival is under new management. So the people who own the Brooklyn Mirage and Avant Gardner had um, purchased Electric Zoo and were running it for the first time this past year. And obviously we can tell how that went. Um, I do cover Electric Zoo a lot in my content. I've done so many tips and advice videos on this festival. And if you guys saw my videos for this year, I was hopefully optimistic in those videos but if you caught on I kept saying things like this all sounds really amazing and promising if they can pull it off or if they can deliver it Um, and unfortunately we were clearly let down which sucks but I've seen so many comparisons of Electric Zoo this year to Fire Festival which I think is a huge stretch. Um, It's giving more Woodstock 99 if any of you guys saw that absolute dumpster fire go watch that documentary I also have an episode unpacking that but one thing I do want to acknowledge about Electric Zoo is it's kind of like to me from what I've seen the tale of two festivals I have people who went who made the most of the experience who still had a good time like said you know met great people saw amazing sets like so I want to acknowledge that there were still plenty of people who did do Electric Zoo this year and while there were um you know, pitfalls of the festival still had a good time. And then there's the complete opposite end of the spectrum, right? With people who were denied entry, who waited in will call lines for five plus hours, who dealt with harassment from security guards. So it's this like, I just want to acknowledge both sides of it because I do know people who had a good time this year and made the most of it, but then also like we've have the complete opposite experience. So I'm going to talk about all of that in today's episode. Um, But yeah, overall, my entire feed Labor Day weekend was what was happening at Electric Zoo and what was happening at Burning Man. There were just so many things going on with live events and the rave community that it was 
overwhelming and I'm if you know me if you're new here you may not know this but if you do know me I like to I'm not a very reactionary person I've waited you know a little bit of time to even put this episode out but um I try to like fact check as much as I can get as many people's opinions sides of the stories I've watched endless TikToks of people talking about their experience at Electric Zoo I've talked to my friends who went friends who worked there really tried to get like an accurate picture of what happened and you know like well-rounded stories of what went on so I feel like I have a pretty good grasp about like what happened this year so um I'm gonna break this down we're gonna talk about the chain of events first and foremost I want to read the official announcements that Electric Zoo put out and then basically what happened after um which led to again what I think is one of the biggest festival fails I've ever seen there were so many things that happened with Electric Zoo this year that I don't think I've ever heard of happening at other festivals so it's extremely unfortunate I take no pleasure no enjoyment of seeing a festival fail this hard be this disappointing be this upsetting for fans like it's absolutely unacceptable the treatment that some people got so this isn't like I came here to shit on Izu either like I had a great experience the three years I went I'm from New Jersey so we don't have a lot of big electronic dance music events here Izu has been around for at least 10 plus years and it's really really unfortunate to see the brand have this happen because the reputation of Izu like there I've had such amazing experiences and then to have Avant Garner and Brooklyn Mirage's name behind it and then with the reputation that they have and then this be such a big fail it was pretty disappointing overall I will say again prefacing this I was hopefully optimistic for anyone attending I thought the improvements they mentioned sounded really cool the stage designs look awesome they had six they were going to have six all new stage designs which again in theory is biting off more than you can chew right out the gate because even with like EDC Las Vegas and other big festivals they update some of the stages every year but they don't just change every single stage design across the board because I can't even imagine how much fucking work that is but Izu was like we're gonna come out the gate and have every single stage be new Um, They also were doing expanded festival grounds for the first time. They had all kinds of stage takeovers from like Chris Lake and Fisher under construction to John Summit and Dom Dalla doing everything always, their new uh, brand together. So there was so many promises of really amazing things to come and ultimately, you know, they couldn't deliver on that. So here's the chain of events. So Electric Zoo is a three-day festival over Labor Day weekend, Friday. I remember I was obviously at home and then I go on social media and I see this like important update for our Izu family thing and at first I thought it was a joke. I was like there's absolutely no way this is really really happening but the post was essentially saying that Friday of the festival was completely canceled. There was not going to be a Friday at all happening Um, and this is what they claimed in their post. I won't read the whole thing, but it basically they're saying we deeply regret to inform you despite our tireless efforts that we have made the decision to cancel the first day of Izu. Um, they claimed global supply chain disruptions that have impacted the industry and say said that it prevented them from fully building the main stage design. Now, there were pictures floating around on social media of the main stage design and people posting like, ahead of time there's no fucking way this is going to be done on time like basically people behind the scenes posting construction photos and videos of like what the main stage looked like versus what the um like ai drawings and illustrations and videos of what the stages were promised to be looked like and it was like the wish version (laughs) you know what i mean like it just did not 
the math was not mathing. So that had come out. Um, they basically were saying we will provide a full refund for anybody with the Friday ticket. Uh, we, you know, Saturday and Sunday are going to be a magical experience, blah, blah, blah. It's starting from 1 p.m. every day. They turned the comments off on all their posts so you, they knew they were going to get an ass whooping from that. So first and foremost with this, I read this and I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. You, whether you're in the festival industry or not, how knowledgeable you are doesn't matter. Global supply chain issues in 2023 just did not seem feasible to me especially with the timing of this announcement because it was literally hours before gates were opening. Like I saw TikToks of people who were fully ready and dressed and like in their Ubers ready to go to the festival. So it just seemed like an excuse right out the gate. It didn't seem like a viable excuse. It's not 2020. It's not 2021 anymore. I feel like we're kind of past that and you've had the entire year to plan. So if you knew there you were going to be behind on construction and things like that, they would have known in advance so I just was like something is fishy here it sounds sketchy I don't think this is you know right so that was kind of what happened on Friday it just kind of felt like a bad excuse from the festival and again I've festivals have canceled before I've seen weather cancel cancellations happen at festivals but needless to say the response was not great from fans obviously there are so many people who buy single day passes that's a big thing with Izu um it's not just three day passes a lot of people go just for one day or two day or two days Friday was huge that was the Chris Lake and Fisher day that was Cascade KX5 like massive acts were booked and people were very excited for it um not to mention fans who are flying in. It was Labor Day weekend. This is supposed to be an exciting weekend for you. You've spent money on traveling, hotels, you know, looking forward to it. Again, I know friends who flew in for this. So it really overall disrupts so many people's plans, interferes with so many people's funds. You're not able to refund all of that for them. You're just going to say they're going to refund their past. So it's just a shit show overall. Come to find out, um, According to Billboard.com, which I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, what actually had happened is that organizers behind the Electric Zoo Festival canceled Friday opening day because the Department of Parks and Recreation officials would not issue them permits that they needed to stage the city's festival. Uh, and promoters confirmed that. So basically, that was an excuse and that was not accurate. They did not have permits to open it and there were other safety issues as well that uh, were not approved by the city officials. So they were unable to open on Friday and they had to cancel the event. So basically the excuse that they posted was a lie. So that was extremely disheartening, not surprising, but disheartening to see. Then after we deal with that, disappointing as it is, we get to Saturday. So I woke up on Saturday wondering if it was going to happen. I just didn't, I'm sure they were going to have people working around the clock on the stage, but I just didn't see how they were going to open. I was waiting for them to just cancel the whole weekend, but they did do a post. Izu is on today and basically said but we're going to be delayed so it wasn't even opening on time now they were pushing it back two hours later and it was going to open at 3 p.m so again another bump in the road not ideal not what was promised to fans not what fans deserve now they're going to be delayed a delayed opening so again jumping over to the billboard.com article what actually caused this delay of a delayed opening 
It said touring industry sources, however, say that it was due to organizers' failure to pay vendors from last year's festival that led to a shortage of experienced concert professionals willing to work this year's event. Specifically, the main festival stage obviously caused the most issues early um, on Friday during an inspection of the site hours before the event was scheduled to open. City officials demanded that the festival staff fix several safety and security issues before the festival could open, and it took them more than 24 hours to fix these issues, which led to them opening two hours late on Saturday. So what was still happening behind the scenes was the permitting issue with Friday, and then they still hadn't fixed certain safety and security issues in time. So that caused the delay on Saturday. Again, fans do not know this at this point. No one knows this at this point. They just are seeing a shit show unfold publicly, but they don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So that's going on. Other issues that were happening on Saturday, when people finally arrived to the event, I started seeing posts about the stages basically not being fully finished, stage visuals not working, um, basically like the screens like shitting like the bed and going out in the middle of sets or fully not working in time until like later on at night. So things were clearly still in the process of being built, which again is unacceptable. I was thinking to myself, earlier I was on a walk and I was like if this happened with any other festival like if ultra did this people would lose their shit like if this was happening at another festival people would be like what the fuck like this is not up to the expectation of what this brand should be putting out there um it's not okay I know some people can get past it and you can obviously make the most out of it and I think that's the attitude you should should have and you should enjoy the event when you finally get there but that's not what you paid for And that's not the experience that you were promised in all of these, you know, marketing advertisements and things like that. You were promised these awesome stage designs, things like that. So for stage visuals and things like that to still be being built when fans are arriving and visuals not to to work is just unacceptable. The other huge thing that happened on Saturday was the will call issues. This was one of the biggest things that really irked me just not even being there, but Essentially what happened is a lot of people were not sent their wristbands on time, which again, a lot of events like run into shipping issues and I see this all the time. People are like, where are my tickets? Are they going to come in time? So I gather a lot of people did not receive their wristbands in time and so people had to go to the will call line, which is outside the festival before you even go through security gates. So tons of videos and photos were posted of the will call line just absolutely backed up lines taking people three to five plus hours people were getting on in the afternoon and literally didn't even get their wristbands until 10 p.m and the festival ends at 11 p.m so it was absolutely insane to see those videos it looked like complete chaos there was no organization it made me nervous for people's safety because if you're standing there for hours you're outside the festival Where's your access to food, water, bathrooms? Like, is there any security in there helping with crowd control? It just looked like an absolute mess and I felt so bad. I personally was watching these videos like I would not wait that long. I'd probably wait an hour to two max and then I would be like, fuck this. I'm not doing the festival this weekend. But again, people already took all the time and energy to get out there. They spent all this money. So it's a huge, it's just a huge cluster in general. So the will call issues were absolutely insane. Again, people were waiting the entire day long in those lines, which caused issues in itself. On Saturday and Sunday, there were major issues leaving the festival. So huge traffic jams, overflowing crowds, people that couldn't get home. Uh, One big thing that I've always talked about in my Izu videos is that Randall's Island is really, really tricky 
to navigate. It's not the best location for a festival. It's a pain in the ass to get there. I've talked about this before. I always did the ferry just because I found that that was the smoothest process and you can take that from Midtown Manhattan and it's its own separate um, entrance and exit from the festival. You can also walk over the bridges and then get picked up from an Uber on the other side or you can take public transportation. There really isn't any parking and rideshare is a pain in the ass, so I never recommend doing that. But the videos of people trying to leave the festival gave me anxiety. Like they're, again, just overcrowding, people trying to funnel onto these bridges to then walk over them. And it just looked like absolute insanity. I was worried for people's safety. It's, again, like not how fans should be treated. It seemed completely disorganized. I've seen so many people's posts saying that staff had no idea what was going on. It just was completely disorganized. People couldn't get help from security, which is another thing we'll talk about. So that's kind of the chain of events on Saturday. Now bleeding into Sunday. So already this is the experience people have had all weekend. Again, I have friends who went on Saturday and really enjoyed it and made the most of it. But It's just, you know, it was not a good experience overall. So then we get to Sunday and this was one of those posts when I saw I was like, it it is just going from bad to worse. Like it literally cannot get any worse for this event at this time. This is a complete PR nightmare for them. Like how is this happening at this point? I was just like, I can't even. So then we get to Sunday and they put Electric Zoo posted on their Instagram essentially saying they have reached max capacity for the event and no one else can come in even if you have a ticket they are at max capacity and they are closing the festival gates and no one else can come into their festival and this was posted at like 5 or 6 p.m i want to say if not sooner than that so this is still up on their social media uh, basically says we with deep regret we need to inform you that due to challenges caused by friday's cancellation we have reached our venues capacity earlier than anticipated for today on sunday for the safety and well-being of everyone on site we will not be admitting any additional attendees today if you are on your way or planning to come later we kindly ask you to refrain from coming to the festival site your safety and festival experience remains our top priorities I'm literally flabbergasted. I'm actually speechless. I read this and I was like, this is a nightmare. An absolute nightmare for fans. This is so unacceptable. The only thing I can think of that reaches max capacity is Disney World. Walt Disney World reaches max capacity at their parks. I don't think, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. I was messaging some festival accounts about this. I don't think I've ever seen a music festival not admit attendees and say that they've reached paid paying attendees fans who have bought tickets not being admitted and saying they've reached capacity let alone an event that promised expanded festival grounds make it make sense i'm so i'm i'm popping off on this because i'm angry for you guys like how can you how can you claim expanded festival grounds and then deny entry to people after the shit show you've put them through you've canceled one day Guys, I'm popping off so hard that this thunderstorm just shut the power out in my house. I'm going to leave that in the video so you can see that. But that was crazy. The power literally just went out. Okay, anyway, I was in the middle of popping off. Anyway, needless to say, this happens. And this just is like the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. Like this just set off another chain of events on Sunday to an already angry and upset 
customer base. So the biggest like majority of the problems for this for me is okay you've already got people inside the event you have hundreds if not thousands of people outside the event outside the security gates just completely confused because I've watched so many TikToks of people who were waiting outside security who said the line was just stopped no one was telling them what was going on they learned about what was happening through the Instagram post so like security nobody was telling them why they weren't being admitted they're just again standing out there in the sun, in the security line for minutes, hours, however long it was, just waiting to figure out what was happening. And then I also saw some people saying that they were about to go onto Randall's Island and then police and people were blocking off the bridge. So they were no longer letting people on Randall's Island. So they were just completely holding up traffic there so that not more people, you know, weren't showing up to Izu because they weren't going to be letting people on. So again, this to me is just like completely, completely... like unacceptable a way to treat fans like people have paid for their tickets I don't know what's going to happen after that but that that that's going to cause so many issues in itself so again what actually had happened now after the the aftermath so according to the Gothamist the NYPD the NYPD estimated that event organizers oversold the festival's 42,500 person capacity by 7,000 tickets on Sunday. 7,000 tickets. That's how many people they oversold it. The thing I was thinking, and this is just an assumption, is that people who couldn't use their single day passes on Friday, I'm wondering if they showed up on Sunday and were just let into the festival with whatever wristband they have, like kind of like to make up for the fact that they couldn't go on Friday. That's just a guess. I don't know if that happened, but I'm just wondering because it doesn't make any sense how Friday's cancellation is correlated with Sunday's capacity. It just doesn't, again, does not add up at all. Um, So that was absolutely crazy. The other thing I want to mention really quickly is this is a recurring theme with the Brooklyn Mirage. If you guys are not familiar, as of the last few years, the shows of the Brooklyn Mirage have been dangerously full I haven't enjoyed going to shows there anymore as of last summer I actually like stopped because the crowds were getting so bad there and it was so packed that it wasn't enjoyable so I like rarely even go to shows there anymore unless it's like a huge huge artist that I really really love and want to see but um you can see plenty of posts on social media just about how overcrowded and oversold the events at the Brooklyn Mirage have been lately um And it's just, again, like it's just not clearly shows that it's not about the fans experience. It's about making money and selling tickets. So the fact that this happened now under the same management of the Mirage at Izu, I'm not surprised at all that they oversold the event and they reached max capacity. So absolutely insane that that happened on Sunday. So what resulted in after that happening is that, again, not sure how many people, thousands of people crashed the gates they basically rushed the security gates shoved down fences went through metal detectors basically bum rushed the gates to get into izu and hundreds if not thousands of people just got into the festival without being checked and completely just rushed in so this was the part of sunday night that i was watching these videos on twitter and i felt sick to my stomach just from a safety perspective for a couple reasons and you can agree or disagree i'm of the mindset I would never rush a festival I think it's unacceptable as well like I don't think it I understand how angry and frustrated you are at the event but I don't think 
that should result in you creating another safety hazard for people. Like I'm just very nervous about crowd control. I've seen this happen at Lollapalooza plenty of times, but I just don't think it's acceptable to rush the gates either way. It just creates a really huge safety hazard. So I understand the frustration of of attendees, but I don't think that was a great idea. However, I did see plenty of videos from people who were like, I literally had no option. So I understand that perspective as well. People were like, a crowd surge happened. People started shoving. I literally could not turn around. I could not leave. I could not go anywhere. My only choice was to follow the flow of the crowd and to move fucking forward and push through with everyone else. So in that instance, if it's a safety thing and there's literally nothing you can do, then obviously move with the flow of the crowd so you're not trampled or, you know, crushed to death which is what we saw happened at World. people were literally dying of asphyxiation um for being crushed in crowd surges so from a safety perspective if that's literally your only option is just to like move with the flow of the crowd then obviously do that um I, it broke my heart because i saw videos from these girls on tiktok who were in like complete hysterics people were having full-blown panic attacks like it was completely traumatizing this is why i'm angry at event organizers because this is a situation that you created like it could have been so much worse is where I'm coming from like this chaos this disorganization people could have been trampled to death people could have been crushed people were passing out left and right there was no way for medical attention to get to them because the crowds were so thick security guards were throwing things at people getting in fist fights with people outside the event like the harassment that was happening was crazy all because you oversold an event, you couldn't deliver on promises, you didn't have the organization to get people through. And now on top of all of that, you have thousands of people who just stormed through the gates who weren't checked, didn't go through metal detectors, you have no idea what's on them, you have no idea if they have a weapon, you, don't, you just don't know. And now everyone inside the event, if you saw the videos at some of this, the sets later in the night, like at the Tiesto main stage set, the crowd went on for like miles. I looked at the videos and I was like, I would have so much anxiety being in that crowd because there's just like, it was packed from front to back all the way, which again, is just so fucking unsafe. That's where it gave me like Woodstock 99 vibes because if you had seen that documentary and just like how out of control the crowd got, they basically like over overran the festival and created like an insane um, safety issue for staff. So this is kind of just like the results of everything that happened throughout the um, throughout the weekend. And the crowd surge was just like the cherry on top that ended just an absolute shit show of a weekend. So that was just really scary. I just felt so bad for the people who were like literally fearing for their lives that were so scared of what was happening in the crowd and, and when those gates were crashed. Um, so that's kind of everything. If you guys have followed my podcast, my last episode is literally all about festival safety. So it's a huge thing for me, um, for you guys, for our community and for event organizers to just do better. That's why I'm making this episode like to talk about where we're going wrong and how we can do better as organizers Um, because we have seen tragedies happen at music festivals due to lack of safety and security. So it is a serious thing that really needs to be addressed, especially if they ever want to have this event again. Um, There's going to have to be so many changes that are going to have to happen, but it just was a, a case of extreme negligence on their behalf that could have led to something so much worse happening. And then again, leaving the festivals, people had the exact same issues on Sunday. So 
That is the chain of events of what happened at the festival. I want to quickly touch on other issues because unfortunately it doesn't end there. That was just what happened at the event. But these were some of the other things I had seen floating around on social media that, again, just were not up to par with the experience that people thought were going to happen. So again, like I mentioned, some of the stages didn't match up with what was promised like in some of the renderings and videos of the stages. So the Mega Mirage kind of looked a little different than what it was supposed to. Uh, A lot of people said that it smelled like basically a horse stable all weekend long. I guess they put like stuff on the ground that literally made smelled like manure and people said it smelled fucking disgusting the whole weekend long which is just gross like who wants to be standing at a stage that smells like horse stable um the sound bleed let's talk about the sound bleed and the stage placement really quickly i'm going to pull up the map here if you are familiar with izu you know that this is nothing new and i'm going to pop off because i feel like in years prior i've been like tiptoeing around this issue and i've criticize the event in hopes that they would do better and they don't and they don't listen and they know it's an issue and they don't fucking care that's how I feel about it the continuum and the landing stages look at the map they are next to each other Izu has done this for years they have had this sound bleed issue for years they do nothing about it their complaints every year they know it's an issue they literally don't give a shit and they never change the stage layouts they just keep adding to it and it's a fucking problem so they have the continuum and the landing next to each other people were like the fucking sound bleed was god awful in between them you could literally just hear them both back to back they've tried everything in the past they've built like walls that said would block out the sound it doesn't so to me again they don't care about the fan experience they clearly show that year after year they don't make updates to those stages they don't listen to fans feedback so just popping off about that because literally everything you do (laughs) to fix that issue doesn't happen so stop putting the stages literally on top of each other just fucking remove one of the stages god like it's not that hard so that just pisses me off because i feel like they know it's an issue and they do it anyway Um, there were videos of some of the food stands and vendors being literally right in front of like the line of porta potties. So people were showing like food being prepared with like the stench and like runoff of the porta potties right behind it, which is less than appetizing. Um, obviously the massive crowds with like no crowd control kind of being like filtered into the main stage area. The security fights, like I mentioned, there's a video of um, security throwing water at patrons who were waiting online outside the fest. There were fist fights in the street that were happening. Just again, like clearly people not being um, screened and taking way advantage of their job and their position of power. Um, like I mentioned, the location, Randall's Island, is always an issue. I did have some people reach out to me who were really thankful that I recommended doing the ferries, and they said they were so glad that they did that because, like, there were still long waits, but um, it was nothing compared to the lines all over the bridge to get over the bridge. So I'm glad that that worked out for you guys. And then the other thing I'll mention, too, that was frustrating about all of this is obviously a lot of the after parties were all at Avant Gardner and the Brooklyn Mirage. So your money is still going to the same place that it would be for Izu. So not only that, you have like this horrible experience and like in your head, you're like, okay, well, at least there are the after parties that I can go to. 
So where are you going to go? Alvin Garner and the Brooklyn Mirage. So you're literally just going to go to those venues to spend more money and give them more money and they're all overpacked in the same kind of thing. So that kind of sucks too that that's like basically the only options. Um, there were still other things that popped up and there were some really amazing organizations that threw pop-up shows on Friday, which was really cool to see. So um, that was exciting, but that was just another thing I wanted to mention. And then there were some people who spoke out about it. Again, you guys have your own platforms where you can share feedback and experiences. And I think it's important to hold people accountable. So I saw countless stories of people posting on TikTok, Reddit, Twitter, just showing video footage, things like that, that happened, which again, will make a difference because I'll talk about it in a second. The city officials and the mayor are going to be seeking action against Electric Zoo organizers. So people see what you post they see your videos they see your feedback um artists also spoke out i know blau posted on his stories he played he's like back to playing shows again so he's like literally been on a hiatus from events for a really long time and came back and played izu um and i really appreciated that he held the, the festival accountable as well but i don't have it in front of me but he essentially posted something like he was so upset to hear that people were having this experience and it's not how you should be treated and it's unacceptable. Um, so I was really excited to see that he kind of like spoke out against the event because I think it says a lot when somebody that is higher up uh, uses their platform and their voice to say something about it. So that was cool. Um, and then the aftermath. So like I said, we're kind we're already like a week out and I don't know if this is like old news for some people at this point but again I think it's just important to keep talking about this to hopefully have people do better in the future and also you know maybe reconsider going to Izu if this is someplace you want to spend your money and if it comes back next year it's just like all things to consider most importantly your safety is what's most important to me so making sure that you guys know you're going to an event where your safety is going to be a priority would be the big thing so I'm going to link resources down below. There's the Billboard article that I was talking about and then the Gothamist article, a couple from EDM.com. But um, after the event, like I mentioned, the New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, is suggesting that the city will take action against the organizers of Electric Zoo um, based on all of the security issues that had happened, the overcrowding, things that were going on that, you know, happened outside the, the festival, basically became a huge safety issue. Um, the Brooklyn Mirage is also under a ton of scrutiny right now on like a completely separate note. I know I mentioned um, the overcrowding issues and overselling of shows. There were also two separate um, deaths that occurred under very similar circumstances in the area. Um, both were males who left a show at the Brooklyn Mirage who were found um dead in the same location afterwards so there's like some sketchy stuff happening with that that was really really disheartening to see so there's just a lot happening after this I'm very curious to see kind of what happens with the reputation of this event and with the Mirage and Avant Gardner I'm curious if you guys think it can be salvaged or if you think their reputation is dragged through the mud at this point would you trust them would you go back to izu would you give them another chance like please sound off in the comments because i would genuinely want to hear what you guys think um i'm also curious if other event organizers will throw music festivals in new york city especially during labor day weekend because again we don't really have that many options in the area there's like governor's ball in june um we used to have edc new york i wish that that would come back 
there were other events kind of like in the area but uh i'm curious to see if other event organizers will will throw any events in new york city or the surrounding areas um but yeah i want to just wrap up this whole episode by saying that izu i had great experiences at izu in the past it's held a special place in my heart being that again in my area there's not that's kind of like our premier electronic dance music festival so it doesn't give me joy to talk about it like this or for that to be the experience that some of you had especially if it was your first izu i saw so many people who posted that this was their first rave or festival that they were going to and it literally broke my heart because if that's what you think now is like a rave community experience or a music festival experience like it left such a bad taste in people's mouth who probably won't even go to events again so that was just like a bummer to see that that's what people took away from it um again i have friends who went who had a positive experience who made the most of it obviously who got around like they weren't waiting on the will call lines they were able to get home safely they didn't really like deal with a lot of the issues so I'm glad that some people were able to still have a fun Izu experience but for the people who dealt with everything I talked about in today's episode it's not what our community is about it is not a representation of the rave community like I hope that there were so many people who were still able to take care of each other in the crowd and who were looking out for each other um, because that is a representation of the festival community and what we are about. Hi guys. Okay, editing Emma here. One thing I did want to add that I forgot to say in this really quickly, just closing thoughts. There is an incredible team that works for Izu. There's so many amazing contractors, freelancers, people who, you know, did not have anything to do with what happened at Izu and were doing their best given the circumstances. So my hope for Izu in the future is that they can take this feedback, the organizers can look at everything they've done. Maybe they go under new management, figure something out. But there are a lot of people who work for Izu for years who want to see it succeed, succeed, who could do a way better job with it. So I do hope that they're able to figure something out because there were really incredible people in the industry who worked for Izu this year, who again, had nothing to do with what happened, who I would love to see, you know, go on to do other things. Um, And I would like to see Izu be able to recover from this, rebuild trust, rebuild their reputation um, and recover. So that's one other thing I wanted to throw out there that I forgot to mention that there are plenty of people even the people who worked the will call line like I felt so bad for them I was like these poor people who are going to be sitting there for hours just dealing with disgruntled customers like I could not even imagine so yeah I just know a lot of people were throwing so much hate at the entire Izu organization and there that is not the case there were plenty of people who were just as frustrated working the event too so just wanted to add that Yes, I would follow up on the refunds. Make sure that you guys are doing what you can if you need to fight the charges on your credit card with your bank. You know, make sure you have everything that you need to back that up um, for your claims for that. Definitely hold the festival accountable um, and be sure to follow up on things. I hope you guys get your money back if you if you were promised refunds for this event. But um, I think I'm going to leave it on that note. I'm curious to see what happens next. Uh, with this event I'm in kind of no rush to go back to the Mirage or Avant Garden or I don't have any events planned right now again I'm kind of going sparingly just because the crowds have been insane there and it's just not the best experience so yes that's where I'm going to wrap this up here guys um, thank you so much for listening and hearing me rant for 40 minutes um, 
I hope that I was able to kind of chat about all of the things that happened. And again, if you went to the festival and have your own experience to sh- experiences to share, please sound off in the comments down below. I want to hear from you. Um, and I think that's it. I'm going to, again, go back on my break right now. And then I have so much in store. I definitely have um, an exciting lineup of people that I want to have come on the podcast in the fall. I don't have any dates right now I'm still very much enjoying um, my maternity leave and everything like that but when big things happen like this I definitely want to cover it and just share my thoughts and opinions on it for you guys so I hope you enjoyed this Um, if you want to connect with us we are at rave culture cast on all of the platforms I'm definitely posting a lot more on Instagram right now if you guys want to check that out we also have a Facebook group community Um, but yeah thank you so much for being here subscribe rate review do all the things and then I will see you at some point. I don't know. I can't say I'll see you next week, but I will see you guys soon. Have a great week. Bye guys.